Secrets of the Sire. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of Secrets of the Sire. We are back in our comfortable Sire digital studios talking comics, movies, TV, and pop culture every Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, right here on secretsofthesire.com, youtube.com slash sirestudios, and facebook.com slash secretsofthesire. Our podcast goes up every night as soon as this live stream is over on all your major podcasting apps, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Speakers, Spotify iHeartRadio, you name it, we're up there. Want to give a hearty thank you again to Mr. Jeff Gomez and company for last week's 200 episodes. Spectacular. It was awesome. We had a fantastic time. A uh, lot of viewers, a lot of people chiming in. Uh, so it was, it, was, it, was pretty, it was a pretty awesome uh, event and a great way to celebrate 200 episodes. This is our final episode of the year. Yeah, let's get our party hats on. Get your party hat on, Hassan. You didn't tell me we were going to do party hats. I, well, I don't have my party hat on. I just have a headphones. I don't, but... I don't even own a party hat. I haven't <laughs> been to a party in 100 years. <laughs> Let's say symbolic. Um, yeah, symbolic. I do. Right now, I do have my symbolic party hat on. I, that is not an issue. Thanks, I got that done. Thanks to Christmas and New Year's being on a Wednesday, uh, we get something we have not had in a long time, which is a break. Two-week vacation. <laughs> uh, we will be busy in between, though. Uh, our uh, Secrets of the Sire Star Wars live event will be happening December 28th at Funny Business in Nyack, New York. So if you are in the New York City metropolitan area, drive up about 30 minutes north. Uh, it's in a beautiful town. Great little comic book store, toy store. It's a, it's a great little event. Uh, we will be streaming live just to our Patreon folks. So for as little as a dollar, if you become a patron, you can catch our live stream. You can join the fun. I'm going to open up the Zoom feed that night. Uh, to anybody that wants to witness and check out what's going on. Uh, and then you'll get the uh, edited version January 1st. So if you are doing nothing January 1st, maybe getting over a hangover or you know, maybe the kids were up really late and maybe you need some sleep but you can't, you can tune in January 1st. But you'll get after the fact. Patrons will get first crack at all this stuff. You go to patreon.com slash secrets of the sire. It's December 28th. Please join us. We're going to have Mike Fasolo, Emmy Award-winning uh, robot chicken writer, uh, at the store with us, and Marvel Comics' own Daryl San- Darren Sanchez, friend of the show. He'll be there as well, too, and we'll see if we can get a few more folks. All right. Tonight, though, to wrap this all up, we got the Watchmen season, or is it series finale? Uh, we got Mandalorian Chapter 6 and 7. Got a little Rise of Skywalker preview. Again, our, our live event, we're going to go reviewing uh, Rise of Skywalker, and we're going to review the last episode of Mandalorian. Uh, tonight, we're going to preview it a little bit, and we're going to do our best of 2019. So we got a lot of fun here. Uh, first things first, we got we to gotta clear this up, though. This is our opening credits. Uh, Mandalorian decided, for some reason, to put their new episode on tonight. So, or today, we started streaming today. Uh, yeah, earlier this morning. We are going to be very uh, cognizant and not actually talk about it because some folks might not have seen it. We're going to try to keep our, uh, you know, streaming spoiler. We try to, you know, it was nice when it was Fridays because then, you know, we could talk about it. We have time to talk about it. A lot of, yeah. lot of you know, I'm sure, all in. I'm, I'm sure people know there's probably some Baby Yoda going on. Uh, 
and that's actually something I found, and we'll we'll open with this, but I can't wait to get into um, both the Watchmen uh, series slash season finale uh, next segment. Uh, but we're going to open this up. I actually saw this uh, from John Favreau. He was named Producer of the Year according to Hollywood Reporter, uh, or they were, he was Hollywood Reporter's Producer of the Year. Uh, and he talked about the creation of Baby Yoda. So in Chapter 6 of Mandalorian, more, which, by the way, has been my fa- is my favorite episode to date right now. Bill Burr, love it. Uh, a lot of lo- little jokes in there, which I loved as well, too. A lot of uh, nods to what had come before, but this, this finally felt like an episode that was dangerous to me. Uh, but anyway, before we get into that, the uh, creation of Baby Yoda, John Favreau uh, started saying, I think the, the part of what people really value is to be surprised and delighted, and I think that's becoming all too rare. It's very difficult to keep secrets about projects you're working on by holding back on that one product. We knew we may have had the disadvantage of not making the toys. We got in exchange this excitement. Um, and he talked about, you know, learning about him. Uh, it's that we don't really know a lot about Baby Yoda, and that was something that he was really, you know, kind of excited to kind of uh, talk about it. Um, but he's also talking about how there's intersection between the Star Wars feature films and additional Disney Plus uh, uh, show. He says, I'm putting a lot of effort working with Dave Filoni to figure out what the overarching story is and the storyline for all these characters and what the world is like. We want to make sure we have a roadmap because we're also a puzzle piece that fits into a larger Star Wars universe. So it's interesting to kind of hear John Favreau talk about actually having a plan. <laughs> for Star Wars. It's also interesting to see, you know, obviously today's episode that was streamed today, uh, the reason that they did it is they wanted to make sure Friday was held, uh, you know, uh, what do you call it? To be like the Rise of Skywalker, which, uh, have you got your tickets yet? I I have tickets, yes. You're, you're good. When are you, when are you yeah. seeing? You're seeing it tomorrow? You're going to see it like From opening? seeing it Friday. Oh, you're gonna see Friday. Okay, you're so, okay. So you're not you're not uh, you're not camping out late Thursday night. No, you're t- too no. old for that now. You got. You, you... I was never old enough for that, or <laughs> I was never young enough for that. One of one of the two. Okay. I would, I never wanted to see a movie so bad I was gonna sleep on a sidewalk to see it. I'm sorry. Okay. All right. No. All right. Well, that's that's uh, that's all actually... I require is to see it the opening day. Which That's is, refreshing which, is, to me. which continues the tradition because I actually saw A New Hope on Ooh. the opening day. Did you know what you in were 1977. getting? 1977. Did you know what you were, like, how old were you? I was four. I didn't know a thing. Oh, so I knew, I knew, as everybody who knows me knows the story, I knew I wanted to go see a, um, there was a train show. I was, a, I, I was apparently a very big train fanatic when okay. I was a kid. And the train show was sold out when we got Oh, there. no. So I was, you know, you know, as as <clears throat> as a father, you understand what happens when uh, the kid starts to 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 start down. Yeah, start tearing it's up. Good. Start to yeah, start flailing around or whatever. So yeah, it's not good. In order to appease me, to appease the beast that was uh, that was coming, uh, my mother took me to see the new space movie, which was uh, <laughs> Star Wars, and um, that's awesome. That was it because I don't have any feelings for trains anymore and uh <laughs> clearly we see that star wars trump the trains 
it 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 it, it annihilated whatever so. whatever fledgling desire I had to be a conductor or yeah. an engineer or whatever that was. It's gone. It was gone the minute I started operator. Yeah. So, uh, all I require now is just to see it on opening day. Just because I saw Empire Strikes Back on opening day, I saw Return of the Jedi on opening day after that. Yeah. And so then, and then into so did the prequels, and then I have also seen the Force Awakens and the Last Jedi on opening day. Okay. Uh, much to my chagrin. I will be going Sunday <laughs> morning. First, first thing Sunday morning. Staying Friday. off of social media for the uh, for the duration. Yeah, that's easy. That's easy on a weekend. I can do. I can definitely do that. Not a lot of people are seeing it tonight. The spoilers yeah. are going to be out tonight. I know. By tonight. I know. So uh, stay off social media um, until until such time as you see it. Yeah. Um, I remember for um, for the Force Awakens, the spoiler was you know for Han Solo's death were being were being posted everywhere on social media. Um, really? The day after. Yeah. Really? Yeah. It was there? There were there were there were there were a holes like a plenty. I and did. also for Rogue One, um, you know, the fact that they all die. Right. But, you know, that was, it was <laughs> how in da- 20. How dare you, sir? It was 2016, people. That's yeah, not yeah, my yeah. fault. Yeah. Uh, the fact that they all died was also uh, one, of the, one of the, now luckily I had seen, neither one of these had been ruined for me because I had already seen them. Yeah. Um, there, there is an, were, a, yeah. But, go ahead. No, I said there is an amazing How I Met Your Mother where, um, I don't know if you ever watched that show. Great show. No, but look, go binge it. Uh, where he yeah. um, he can't watch this. Uh, they they have an annual Super Bowl party ritual where they all get together to watch the the ball game, uh-huh. uh, but for some reason they couldn't do it on that night. So they all decided to get together the next night, and he had it recorded. And this is back when like there was just Tebow, <laughs> yeah, and he builds okay. this he builds this like blackout sunglasses so that if he needs to go out he won't see on the TV any highlights or scores so that he can go in absolutely fresh and not know who won the game. This black sunglass blinder thing is what I do for social media. And it's actually a lot easier to do. It's just, you just, you just put the phone down. Here's my phone. And you just put it face down. Boom. <laughs> and then you don't touch it. You just don't touch it. Um, I, it's very novel. I will, I will admit, I agree though, it's not necessarily easy to do because sometimes you just, you know, even if you just stumble across like a hashtag by mistake, you know, it's, it, like, that could just send you down like a, a whirlwind. A rabbit hole. It, yeah, terrible. It, it, terrible. Terrible. It, it destroys you. You're like, no. Now, let me ask you a question. So this, today's episode of Mandalorian uh, included a sneak peek at Rise of Skywalker. Or, or did you, you, you tend to, I, I like to go in fresh too. I like to, I, I've already kind of seen too much, I feel like. I have avoided all the spoilers. Yeah. I have avoided all the discussions about it. The things, the misgivings, the problems that people have with it, the great things, the, 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 the little things. I did listen to, I saw, I, I watched John Boyega talk about he's got a little more to do in this movie. Mm-hmm. Also, Oscar Isaac say he's got a little more to do. And Daisy Ridley said she's happy because she's with John Boyega and Oscar Isaac as yeah. being, you know, alone. Um, so, I as mean, opposed that's to the, being in a horrible movie. That's a hot take. Yeah. I'm trying not to do the hot takes anymore. I respect it because I was a prequel fan and jerks like you 
<laughs> took great delight in ruining everybody's fun. That's right. I cannot be one of those people. I cannot be, even though I just did. You see? The did you see the news item too, though? About J.J. Abrams was kind of talking about, uh, you know, how people don't want to go see a meta Star Wars movie. He, but I, I it was actually a rational. I mean, it was a rational comment that was blown out of proportion because then, then was, everyone I mean, was taking to social media last week, and they're like, "It kind of is a." The problem is, it is taken out of proportion, but it's kind of one of those conversations, that those those statements that can't be taken in any way, in any other way, out of yeah. proportion. Then out of proportion, excuse me, I, I can't think this again. Um, if you say, no one goes to a Star Wars movie to be told that it so doesn't matter, certain things doesn't matter, right? That's a that's a dig, you know. That's I mean, look, that's that's a clear and present shot fired. Maybe not at uh, Ryan Johnson, but definitely at The Last Jedi. And an accurate one, right? I mean, at yeah. the end of the day, it is an accurate statement. I have, I have what, I, what I call, what I, what I consider to be a natural instinct for stories. Um, and I'm not talking about like, I'm, I'm a great storyteller. And then I just have a natural way of noticing mm-hmm. this is, the story is not falling together right. You know, mm-hmm. if, even if I don't know immediately what the problem is, I, I, I trust my own instincts to know that this, this is not, these pieces aren't going together um, harmoniously. And uh, like, we'll, we're going to get into that about something else that we're going to review this evening. Right. So. Mm-hmm. Oh, which I can't wait. Watching, I really can't wait. watching the, the, the last Jedi a, a number of times, when a number of things were just coming out to be like, okay, that doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. Even me, who was now at that point a casual fan, because I wasn't a giant fan of uh, The Force Awakens, and I wasn't a huge fan of uh, Finn, Ray, and Poe. Right. Um, but I'm, I'm there. I was invested. You know, I was mm-hmm. watching. I'm curious to see how this all kinds of falls, kind of falls together. And moment after moment, you were telling me, it doesn't matter. No, I'm right. not going to tell you. I'm not going to. I mean, it was a, it was a movie that was devoid of information. Yeah. When you when you were looking at Luke Skywalker and you're like, okay, why did you? I don't mind that that he became disillusioned. I don't mind that he was reclusive on an island. I don't mind that. That happens. All you got to do is tell me why. Right. All you got to do is tell me why did where did he lose his faith? You know, and and in assuming or considering. Well, well, they told the you fact that they, they they killed him. You. Right. Well. Yeah, he'll the be fact back. that they killed him off, of course, but the, uh, considering the fact that they killed him off, this was going to be our last chance to hear the truth, the, the, the real gritty truth as to what, what it was that made him walk away from it all. And the information that he, got, that he does give, when finally they pry it out of him with a crowbar, right. it's so sparse. It's, yeah, so, it's, it's, it's very thin. Yeah. It's it's, so, and it has like, no impact. It has of their, no impact, yeah. Yeah, every everything he tells you is something we already knew. Yeah, we already knew Darth Sidious wiped out the. I mean, we already it was ridiculous. Yeah. So, um, and then they don't tell us about Ray. They kill off Snoke without telling us anything about him. Yeah. They don't really elaborate on where it was that uh, Kylo Ren got seduced to become a dark side person, and you know, right. and, and and leave the Jedi Order. 
they don't explain where well, they just the, kind the of lightsaber assume, yeah. came from. They just right, they just kind of assume that you that you'll just put the pieces together yourself. And you'll people put the are pieces like, together yourself, really- and 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 you'll accept it because it's Star Wars. Where it's right. a brand. You're you're here for the right. brand recognition. You're not here right. for the story. Right. And um, in many in in some respects, because it made a billion dollars, they were correct. Yeah. And in many ways, they were wrong. You know, so I mean, we will find like out. Jeff, like Jeff Gomez said, though, ask Hasbro about the toy sales, uh, and that—that's something you can actually genuinely look at and go, "Well, what does it matter?" Well, it matters when when you go see a movie, and it does a billion dollars. That's that's a great thing. But Star Wars is not a movie. Star Wars is a phenomenon. It's a cultural, yeah. you know, touchstone. Yeah. It touches, you know. It, I was in the supermarket just this past uh, weekend, and I saw the breakfast cereal come back. You know, and I kind of like kind of want to buy the breakfast cereal just because it kind of reminds me of being a kid and having the breakfast cereal but that breakfast cereal is only out when the movies come out it's a phenomenon it touches every part of your everyday life it's not just so when your toy sales are down or your cereal sales are down or you know the transmedia aspect yeah. to it all is, the superfluous down, markets all the all the all the adjacent markets that you're that billion dollars is not it 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 it's it doesn't yeah, it's cut not it. translating into it a payday for everybody. And that's why involved. and that's why Solo was considered such a bomb for having only made like what three or four hundred million dollars. It was another piece of arrogance because I like yeah. Solo. I think it's, I, I I think they're all good movies. I don't think The Last Jedi is a good movie, but I think they're right. all good movies. Like you know, but um, and then even in in its in and of itself, The Last Jedi is a good spectacle. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. But yeah. Uh, but movie wise, I think The Force Awakens is a per- perfectly good movie. Uh, I love Rogue One. I think it's a good movie. Uh, I like. I love Solo. I thought it was a good movie. Now, The Force Awakens was a repeat. Was a retread. Sure. I didn't appreciate that. Um, I had my issues with it. Also, The Force Awakens uh, seemed just like The Last Jedi to go out of its way to not answer any questions. Right. To just ask questions and not answer them. Like I said, it's always front loaded, which is again something we'll talk about this evening um but the when you when you when you take these iconic characters mm-hmm. right and this is this was the genius of hot take this was the genius of george lucas he managed to add to star wars one way or another whether successfully or unsuccessfully without taking from star wars right he did not murder any of the main characters he did not destroy. The only thing he did well, Obi-Wan, was he, right? huh? Obi Wan. But Obi Wan was already. I mean, he he didn't change the Obi Wan that you loved right. from A New Hope right. because right. it was. In fact, he just elaborated on him. And of course, uh, Obi Wan is is uh, is almost universally considered the best part of those, those yes. movies, right? Mm-hmm. By yeah. by by lovers and haters alike. Oh right? yeah, so, absolutely. So I mean, he even if he even if he did. Uh, capitalized on Obi-Wan, he didn't destroy Obi-Wan in the process. Right. Right? So uh, he managed to add to the, the Star Wars mythology. He managed to world build. He, he managed to add an entire new um, uh, a pastiche of, the, of that genre mm-hmm. with, uh, with uh, the Clone Wars, with the, with the Republic era, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And add an entire new rev- revenue stream. And he didn't touch... The uh, the the OT the original trilogy, right. with the exception of midi chlorines, which which people took the the biggest exception to, you know, well, and that's, as pertains to the original uh, trilogy. 
And to circle um, back to Mandalorian, where I think people are really actually responding to Mandalorian. And again, chapter six, not getting into chapter seven, because again, if you if you were out there and you haven't seen it yet, it just came, you know, just started streaming today. So we're gonna we're gonna stay away from chapter seven. But if but if you saw chapter six, uh, you know, a lot of nods to the past, but it's also starting to build something a little bit. I, I love, you know what I mean. I like this. This was my favorite episode to date. Actually, I got to be honest with you. It had uh, it had a touch of of the Star Wars universe that we've seen before and kind of added a little, a little bit to it. Uh, and I like the little joke with Bill Burr being a former stormtrooper and Mandalorian being like, you know, uh, or sorry, a sharpshooter for the Imperial. Uh, and he's like, yeah, it doesn't yeah. mean much. Yeah, <laughs> and, exactly. and I love the seed where he's got the, the, the four, the three guns and he's shooting. He missed so many times. <laughs> it was little things like that, that I do appreciate, which actually, I mean, look, they're in every episode of Mandalorian. There's these little things. Uh, this mm-hmm. particular episode, Chapter Six, I thought was was uh, was the first episode where I actually felt like he was in real danger, and I felt like they weren't doing the same thing, um, which I guess they were. But you know, I don't know. It, it's interesting to see. It's interesting to listen to John Favreau talk about this overarching plan. Um, you know, it's interesting to see. Uh, you know where they're where they're trying to fit this puzzle, and you can actually tell they have a plan, or they're trying to at least as they go along have a plan, as opposed to uh, what Rise of Skywalker will hopefully do for us. Will hopefully show us. This is something too that I thought was interesting. Jeff Gomez, when he was on, not uh, this past week, but last year, was talking about how after Empire Strikes Back, people were down on Star Wars because of the revelation that Darth Vader was uh, Luke's father and how much of a downer it was, and this and that. Prediction: Does Rise of Skywalker kind of, kind of, I don't want to say like complete this, but give it some sort of sense of is it gonna is it gonna do for the Star Wars uh, pre uh, sequels what Return of the Jedi essentially did, which was tie everything together and give us give us a a, a neat three story arc. Uh, I believe it will tie everything together. Uh, whether or not it will tie everything together successfully or satisfactorily will probably be subjective. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if um, we're going to get a Luke, a Luke emperor force ghost battle. That's my, that's my, I, I have no knowledge or information. That's my just, you know, I'm like, hmm, maybe, I mean, in, cool. in, in a sense, if they do that, then what was, what's the purpose of Ray? There's no purpose. Or Kylo. There's no purpose. They they don't have a purpose. They don't. They have. They don't have a stated purpose. But in order for them to to successfully wrap everything up, they're going to have to give. Her I, know. A I know. And so if they if they if they had us following her for two movies and how many other books? Yeah. And then they have it wrapped up with a ghost rising up from the grave and slaying the the you know the the big bad at the end of it. That then. It was a complete waste. The whole thing was a farce. Yeah, you know. So they probably won't let that happen. Do you that get this? Probably f- won't happen. You think there's going to be some massive Force Ghost battle? Like you're going to have Hayden Christensen and Luke Skywalker and Obi Wan just like rushing toward the Emperor and battling the Emperor at the end? No clue. I hope it. Yeah, I hope it. I actually hope it doesn't doesn't do that. All right. I I I. You know what the problem is? If it did that. Or if it didn't do that, I'd probably have the same reaction. I'm like, oh, yeah. all right, interesting. <laughs> well, interesting way to destroy everything that that came before you. You know, two days, two days from tonight. Yes. yes. 
you will get a finale to the Skywalker saga. Um, three days ago, Tuesday, Monday, Sunday, you got the finale of one of, all right, if not the most talked about in, the, in, in this past year, uh, according to HBO, the most watched new show they've had. So when we come back, we will be talking Watchmen season or series finale when we come back. Check out the all-new Sire Studios website, sirestudiosinc.com. Find all your back issues for The Sire, Mainstream, Undone, and more. And be on the lookout for news and announcements, convention appearances, and brand new podcasts coming to Sire Studios. That address again is sirestudiosinc.com. Welcome back to Secrets of the Sire. Secrets of the Sire is brought to you by all of our beloved patrons, dedicated fans, Tom Osa, Craig Caruso, Einar Peterson, Matt Byer, Ashley Haikai, Omar Morales, Brian Phillips, Steve Hovecki, Program Director Stephanie Dolce, and as always, our Uber fan, Christina Dolce. Thank you to the patrons. Thank you to all you guys out there uh, for making 2019 just, you know, even a, a greater and greater year for Secrets of the Sire. Uh, we celebrated 200 episodes last week, 201 tonight. Uh, really couldn't do without you, so... Uh, as this is our last official podcast of the year, I want to give you guys a big thank you uh, from a from a uh, bottom of our hearts and our mouths. Uh, heart. Our- <laughs> Hassan's black cold heart. <laughs> I don't have a heart. Oh, it's just a, it's just, just an a empty lump. space. Just a lump. <laughs> All right, um, this show has has surpassed my expectations. Uh, a, I didn't have high expectations for Watchmen. This is watching, watch, 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 watch. Uh, This is our finale review. Uh, I didn't have high expectations because I, I, I was very skeptical coming in. Going back to the very first episode, the tone and the style of it got me hooked. Uh, got me interested every single week. You know, floundered a little. I don't want to say floundered, but you know, kind of teetered a little bit in toward the middle. But I think the last three episodes of of Watchmen have just been, you know, absolutely riveting and must see. I'm very happy that we we did an episode by episode uh, uh, review, which was pretty cool. I also want to thank HBO and I want to thank Disney Plus for giving us content to talk about. Made coming up with show content really easy the last nine weeks or so. Hassan. Did the season finale stick the landing for you? Uh, yeah, it did. Um, As I know, last week you were kind of like, hey, I'm, I'm actually kind of coming around on this. Well, it's a hot take, t- technically, because it stuck the landing, but it stuck the landing for exactly what I thought it was going to be. Um, okay. Which and, is? Which is a, a very well done... Um, excellently acted excellently well crafted um eight episode distraction disguised as a real story okay um because it seems like people are like intrigued by the the, you know the they 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 consider having their brain teased 
they consider that high art. So it was well, it, it, you know, it was well played. It was well manipulated. I don't think personally mm-hmm. that the story did or said anything, which is ironic considering we watched eight hours. Yes. I actually can't disagree <laughs> with you on that. And, and I think it goes back to my initial thing. My only, my only misgiving about this is the uh, two dimensional um, ness, for lack of a better word, of the main quote unquote villains, which was the white supremacists. Yes, white supremacists are not necessarily complex characters to begin with. If you think about it or in real life, if, if you think about it, they're not necessarily the most nuanced people in the world. But between, between the white supremacists and Lady True, loved the revelation. By the way, spoilers, if you haven't seen, you know, it's been, it's been four days, guys, come on. Uh, Lady True, I guess, turned out to also be a villain, but th- we're just kind of told she's a villain at the end. Like, oh, she's going to take Captain, she's going to take Dr. Dr. Manhattan's powers for herself. Uh, so that makes her the villain. Whereas if they had, I feel like if, I feel like if Damon Lindelof had decided to give us the backstory of, of Lady True, give at least another, ep- give at least one or two episodes previous much like Khaleesi in Game of Thrones, there would have been a little bit more of a buildup to her all of a sudden uh, being evil. Love The thing that I love about this episode, though, is it stayed true to the roots of Adrian Veidt. And A, by the way, did you notice I was correct? He was in the statue the whole time. Yeah. Bingo. Well done. I know. But I also said that she was his daughter. Did you? Yes. Uh, I'm gonna have to check the archives. Check the archives on secretsofthesire.com. I can do that. But and that she was designing a a a device to bring him from wherever he was. Where at the time we could not decide whether he was on Mars or the Moon. Right. It turns out we were wrong. He was right. on a moon, just not the moon. Right. I so. again, and I absolutely loved the fact that everything we were watching with him for nine episodes was him just killing time. I actually mm-hmm. loved that little revelation. I love it. Like, and, and then, well, you see, here's the thing. Were like, you, okay. I, you were, were you, was I, was I master? Was I a worthy adversary? No, no, you were not. <laughs> it's like, that's awesome. Fair no. Yeah. I mean, no, I mean, if you, if you thought it was awesome, then it was awesome to you. Yes. And, and there's not, and then that doesn't mean if I agreed, if I disagreed with you, that don't freaking mean I'm right. You know, I'm just does. saying, huh? Yeah, nothing. Go. Um, you know what? I'm trying to be, <laughs> and you're being a dick. Um, so <laughs> go, you go right ahead. I'm done talking. I'm done. I'm done. Well, here, here's reviews over. Reviews over. I'm, well, I don't want to. I don't want no part of it no more. I don't want no part. Here's uh, two two points that we should get into. And I don't this want to hear right, your parts. This is coming from Damon Lindolf, straight from Damon Lindolf. It's oh, actually coming from God. Hollywood Reporter, but. Uh, in an interview about the finale, it's uh, it's similar to the ending of the graphic novel, A Hand Hovering Over Rorschach's Journal. Is it going to make it a print? Are these secrets going to blow up the world? Here, it's a foot about to stand on water, and the world is about to change once more. Um, he says, correct. I understand some people will probably shout at their TV screens. I feel that this ending is the closest to Watchmen, based on what you just said. Oh, my God. Okay. Here's the thing. Why? Why? Okay, here's the stories are three things, right? And mm-hmm. I, already, I already said this. So, stories are 
like a proposal, an argument, and a, and a conclusion, right? Or you know, whatever the the the, the question, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm gonna continue Watchmen. I'm gonna bring. I'm gonna pick it up thirty years after a seminal comic book, and the argument would be like, why? What what would be the point of telling this story? Um, why would you come back to this world after so long? Well, the course- conclusion, yeah. Conclusion usually should jibe with the with the proposal in and of itself, right? I'm gonna tell. I'm gonna. There's there's more story to tell. There's more intrigue to it. There's more nuance to it. There's more to Doctor Manhattan. There's more to Adrian Veidt. There's more to uh, to to uh, uh, the Owl. Cause I, I, Dan, Dan, what's his name? I always remember his like just Dryberg or something like that. I can't, I never remember his last name. There's more to, uh, to, 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 uh, uh, hooded justice to Ozzy right. Diaz to all these characters. Right. But there wasn't. You don't think hooded justice. I thought, I thought that was actually a really, there, there, I mean, yeah, I don't think that was a big question coming out of the comic book. Who was hooded justice? I no. mean, that was a question that no one knew who hooded justice was in the comic book. Yeah. Right. But that wasn't a burning question that required an answer. And in the process of giving us the answer to who hooded justice was, which was fine. Okay. It's not even, it's not like it, if, if they decided oh, we're going to tell you who Hooded Justice is, okay, and then we're going to we're going to force a connection with him mm-hmm. to broaden the story out, and we're going to bring in Angela Abar, who doesn't really want anything, who's not really after anything, who's constantly chasing the plot instead of her leading the plot, um, and we're going to use her as a, as a device to kind of look into the past of hooded justice, hooded justice, who, by the way, murdered an innocent man and then got to go live with his granddaughter. Was he innocent though? He was a white supremacist. Apparently he wasn't. His wife said that that was my grandfather's. When did she say that? I missed that. She said that. Um, when, uh, when Blake was, uh, yeah. When they captured Blake. That belonged to my father. Oh, so, oh, so yeah, he was innocent. So, so yeah. they leave that they leave that open that Don Johnson wasn't even a white supremacist, mm. and he got hung because Angela Abar. Right. You know. Okay. So, what was the point of that, though? The point was that that's a cute that's a cute twist. Yeah. But there was no point to it. So that so so the mystery that guided us into the entire story was pointless. And this is what I told you before when, when I said um, they're gonna they're building they're front they're they're front loading this entire thing with mystery and they're not gonna be able to land any of this stuff. None of this stuff is gonna have an impactful ending. And the thing that convinced me of it was watching Luke Gossett Jr. with a strobe light make Don Johnson <laughs> hang himself. And I'm like, oh my god, you gotta be kidding me. Now again, you I think it was really well done and it was what? You just flashed the Cyclops sign. I did not. You did that. I. Yeah. Twist. <laughs> what a twist. One question that Lindelof would not answer, by the way, though. Who is Lube Man? Still wouldn't answer that. We will never know. 
However, he was asked, uh, is this something your successor is going to deal with? He says, exactly. So apparently the one thing he said uh, is that uh, before the series aired, you said you were viewing the season as its own piece. This may end up being uh, the end of the story with the finale upon us. Has that changed? Are you interested in a second season? Is it something you're still considering the possibility of exploring? It's so interesting that you present the question that way because I am I interested in a second season? The answer is yes, the same way I'm interested in anything that calls itself Watchmen. I do find it interesting where the story could go next. More importantly, I think we always think about how season two of a show is the continuing adventures of the first season. That's what happened on Lost. That's what happened on Breaking Bad. But there's another thing that's happened in television. Look at season two of The Wire. That season in the docks. Uh, the cops are relegated to being second stringers. Uh, the third season is Hamsterdam. The fourth season is a deep dive on public schools. I think Watchmen, not unlike Fargo or True Detective, can accommodate a much larger space of storytelling. That's interesting to me. Uh, as for me, I haven't the idea. I had to convince myself if this was going to be satisfying nine-episode series, we wouldn't bury things for later. I thought the fourth season was Hamsterdam. Uh, uh, I don't know. I think the fourth season is Amsterdam. I couldn't tell you. Maybe Lindelof screwed up again. Oh, that Lindelof. That's terrible. So essentially, I think his story was talking about uh, the inequity of... Oh, boy. Here we he was. Be rich. No, he literally says that. Like, that's, what he was, that's what he was literally trying to tell. He was trying to tell it, it through... The inequity uh, of what? The inequity of what? With the... Between, between races and culture and our society and... Uh, white supremacists, like he was using. How, how did he tell us that? No, I, I'm, I'm just, I'm literally telling you what he. I said. know, I know what he said. Yes. I'm asking you, how do you think he accomplished that? How Let's is see. this? How is this a demonstration? But of the because here we go, he says. But because we're dealing with material that dealt with systematic pain inflicted on people of color in America over the course of the past four centuries. So essentially, I think he was writing this as. As, as his thesis statement. He told the story as a thesis statement. But how does it talk about that? It showcases that. Mm-hmm. But how is this a... How is this in any way a commentary on it other than depicting it? What, what about it is metaphorical or allegorical? Oh, no, no, no. There's nothing metaphorical or allegorical. In fact, he basically, every character spells out I'm, I'm, but Talk I'm not even points. talking about like even, even. No, I am. Just, I even, am. I know that. Yeah. I'm saying in the rawness. Yeah. Of of or the or the or the or the complete triteness of it. Mm-hmm. What did it? What was the message supposed to be? That uh, what people have been, people have been wrong. People of color have been wronged throughout the years. In what way did he say that? Because I think Lady True literally got up there and said, <laughs> you, you have wronged people of color for many, many years. <laughs> That's the one failure of this, of this season, though, is that it, it literally, it, it hits you over the head with the It doesn't hit you. Points. That's what you think because you don't like the subject matter. But I'm telling you as a person anal- analyzing the subject, mm-hmm. it didn't hit you over the head with any of it. He doesn't tell you anything. He doesn't make any kind of commentary on it whatsoever. Mm. It's, oh, a, it's, a, it's a piece of a it's a, it's a plot device. It's a backdrop. It's like it's like uh, this, you know. Mm. It it it's as as 
basically substantive as this backdrop, which is just there to kind of paint a picture of where I may be mm-hmm. while I'm making this comment. Mm. But it doesn't really have anything to say. It offers absolutely nothing. It is detritest um, offering of commentary, of social commentary I've ever seen. Now, as I said before, it's very well crafted. Mm-hmm. It's extremely distracting. Um, it is a great demonstration of how you can string people along for eight hours straight or eight weeks and then, and then not provide them anything. I mean, what was the whole point of Lady True? Right? Okay, I wanted to be Dr. Manhattan. Okay, so I'm your daughter. Oh, you threw that in as a gotcha because he's going to, I mean, they're not going to have a meaningful relationship. They're not right. going to do anything. There is nothing about her that, that required her to be related to Adrian Veidt. Right. There was, there was, no, tri- there was no tricks or trade or anything like that. Same with Angela. There was nothing that required her to be the, the granddaughter of Hooded Justice. Nothing. Nothing. She didn't share any traits with him. She didn't share a story with him, an origin story, uh, any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, know? I mean, maybe with the cops being a police officer seemed to be uh, a thread. No, that no, happened. that's a coincidence. That's right. I'm just saying, that's a thread that that was a thread that went through. Uh, coincidence or not, I mean, that's about. I'm just, uh, I'm just giving you some. Uh, you know, it was nothing. It really wasn't anything. Would you say you said successful at distracting? Um, Overall, are you would you you knuckleheads? That's for sure. <laughs> would you give this a thumbs up or a thumbs down? It depends on what the category is. Worth worth your time. I think if you were a fan of the comic book and you had not seen the shows, it would be worth your time to watch it. I would like would you feel like? it was a worthy successor would it would you feel like you have seen something uh um substantial once you finished probably not or or your mileage may vary you know and and it's a, it, and it's a question but, we kept bringing up i felt i got everything i wanted to see when we got to see the the next that we we got to see what comes next after the graphic novel, but in a way that is not, you know, it was riveting and it was stylistically uh, gorgeous. Jeremy Irons was, Jeremy Irons is the best part of that show. I mean, hands down, like at the end of the day, when we finally get to see him in action, um, we get to see him having his conversations with uh, Dr. Manhattan. We get to see him uh, interacting with Blake I like that Blake ended up ended up arresting him at the end because it's kind of that's kind of neat because he's actually going to get what he wanted, which is the recognition. That being said, the recognition part is a new motive we never really got to see because he never wanted them. He never wanted that. He wanted to save mankind. And Lindelof kind of touches on this in the interview too, though. It's that we just that that while you can prevent nuclear war, the seeds for what sets us apart, you know that doesn't go away. And I think that was, that was Damon Lindelof's entire point. Uh, I think in terms of doing this, at least according to Damon Lindelof, whether or not he succeeded. <laughs> David Lindelof's point of doing this is I can make a ton of money off of this, uh, this well, pre-established fan base. I think that's he did he, it. I think he did a nice job. I think he did a very nice job. All right. That's your opinion, but uh, let that's us, not mine. 
let us know what you think chime in let me know let us know did you did you uh you know were you satisfied with the series i know victor dangers was loving it he also loved us name dropping him last week so that was good too um when we come back 2019 coming to a close we spin the racks on 2019 the best in movies tv and comics next what I want to feel for Ryan Johnson as a creator is that he turned in the most kick-ass Star Wars script that was going to flip the script on the entire saga. And Kathleen Kennedy and everybody else like, no, oh, we can't do this. You know, what else you got? And then he turns into the, you know, the first draft of the Star Wars fanfic that he did when he was 15 years old. He goes, well, I got this also. And they're like, we'll make this. This is brilliant. <laughs> Secrets of the Sire. Welcome back to Secrets of the Sire, talking comics, movies, TV, and pop culture. We're going to do it for the rest of the entire 2019. We're going to go back. We're going to spin the racks. Spin the racks. Spin the racks. The best of 2019 in comics, movies, and TV. Now, Hassan, last week we did best of the decade. So your choice, well, let's, let's do a little, let's do a little, uh, uh, prices right here. Like spin the wheel, which, which, uh, which genre is it genre? No. Which platform, uh, would you like to start with comics, movies, or TV, your best of for 2019? Do, 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 do. You get to pick first. Uh, movies. All right. Your f- best movie of 2019 is Endgame. Mine's Joker, actually. I gotta Nobody go. Nobody asked you. Gotta go with Joker. Um, well, no, I asked myself now. That's kind of the beauty of uh, having lead chair here. Endgame. I, 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 you know, yeah, I'm just not a fan of that movie. I, I'm, I'm just not a fan of that whole direction. I feel completely let down. I feel like they never sufficiently. You know, I feel like they, they wrapped up Infinity War in the first five minutes. Should I change my choice? No, no, you're, you're allowed to be entitled to your wrong opinion. Okay, just checking. Yeah, no. Because Joker is, if that's the right opinion. <laughs> Joker completely surprised me uh, with yeah. what it was. Stick of butter surprises you. Versus Endgame. That disappointed me when all was said and done. Hmm. Isn't it funny though? Too I mean, should I like, answer the other two questions because oh, yeah. you're just going to contradict them? So maybe I'm not I'll, maybe I'll agree with you. Maybe I'll no, agree with you. I don't care if you agree or disagree. Who cares? What What do I win if you agree? Isn't Nothing. it funny that 2019 started out with Captain Marvel? Doesn't that feel like a like, like a lifetime ago when that movie came out? But it was actually at the beginning of this of this. Uh, it was quite a while ago. Yeah, feels I mean, like a while ago. Feels like a, I mean, it's, I guess it's ten months ago or or whatever it is. But you know, twelve. No, February. No, it's not. It's not February. Twelve would be February. All right. 10. So, no, months. we're in the twelfth month. So, when did yeah, it come it, out? 
February. I keep telling you, the end of February so that, or March. Months. Even it might even be That's March. eleven. It might even be March though. I thought it was like the first week of March. Actually, it was the first week of March. Mm. My movie of the year, by the way, besides Joker, New Mutants. You can't have two movies of the year. See what I did there, though. You can't have two movies of the year, even yeah. if the other movie that you chose didn't come out. That's why I did it. So I only have one movie. So that movie's never coming out. It's just never coming out. All right. Your I don't best, know what the purpose of this is. Your best of the decade TV was Game of Thrones. Is that your best of the year? No. Can't be, right? I don't know if it can't be. It, it is not. Yeah. I, it's... it's it's perfectly suitable to be. I just, I just don't feel it is. This why is would another year. To, this, well, why would it, you say it can't be? Because uh, you know, it, it, it fumbled. It fumbled the landing. It fumbled the. Uh... In your opinion, Michael, our opinions diverge. Though you do realize that, right? Not, not when it comes to Game of Thrones. No, yeah. I checked. I checked the archives. We were very much simpatico. Your. Best of nine, 2019 TV. It's tough, right? 2019 television best of. You got Mandalorian. You got Watchmen. Mm-hmm. Game of Thrones ended. Uh-huh. I don't think Westworld came out this year. Right? Mm-hmm. That was last God. year. I wouldn't have been one of mine anyway. Yep, that was last year. Um, maybe. Maybe Carnival Row. Ooh, look at you go. I enjoyed that. Because um, it was just way different very innovative um had its issues i had issues with it i don't know Mm -hmm. if it has issues but i had issues with it but i would say that was that that one reached the furthest Mm -hmm. um for something different also i i very much enjoyed uh discovery season two okay i love um just talk about a couple shows i love that are all ending because that's just a corporate Great show on Comedy Central. It's going to come to an end next season. Uh, True Detective. Remember True Detective? Remember True Detective this year? It was actually a pretty darn good show this year. Yes, it was. As opposed to uh, season two. It's up there. It wasn't my favorite, but it was up there. Yeah. Uh, But you're going to hate this. I got to give it to Watchmen. Watchmen is my my, uh, TV show of the year. It's your choice. You hate it deep down. Huh? (laughs) Deep down. You hate it. I got to tell you yeah, that you, you that, wish you lived rent free in my head, man. Mandalorian, Mandalorian would be a lot of people's choices. I feel like, but I feel like even between that and Watchmen, it's it's kind of like that impulse one, you know, where where it's just it's kind of fresh in the brain kind of thing. And Game of Thrones is Mandalorian is very good and very enjoyable, but it's not intricate. It's not no. you know, it's not. It's compelling in the sense that it's a breath of fresh air every week. Yeah, and and a really cool in and a really. Uh, a really uh, straightforward and solid character to follow through. You know, Feels like um, 70s television, right? Yeah, and I don't mean that in a some, bad way. Some really good tropey uh, science fiction um, yeah. um, situations and circumstances. But 
it didn't, you know, like I, there's some things I watch. It's like, man, I want more of this. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I want to read the book, you know, involving this. And I want to, you know, I want to go further. The other, the other, Oh, the other one, I would say it's, um, Carnival Row is number two. Okay. Um, uh, Discovery's number three. Stranger Things this year was number one. Ooh, look at you go. You're right. Actually. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. See, we're simpatico. I forgot about Stranger Things. How, like, what kind of comics, movies, TV, and pop culture hosts are we that we that we? Hey, we, I we remembered it that? eventually. <laughs> <laughs> eventually, yeah. I was like, oh yeah, that 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 was a big deal. This this was an exceptionally good season. Um, mainly we not need, an exceptionally we need this good break so bad. <laughs> Go ahead. Mainly not an exceptionally good season um, in and of itself, but it was it was an absolutely exceptionally good third season yeah. for a show. Um, yeah. especially after a second season that was, you know, that was, uh, had ups and downs and, and, you know, it, um, kind of flirted with, uh, with, uh, the sharp, the shark jump for yeah. one episode. Yeah. Um, it was, uh, the third season was like, no, this, this thing has legs. This thing yeah. really can yeah. last a while, which is ironic because they just announced that the next season is going to be the last season. So I guess Did they really, while oh, you're I ahead, I didn't even catch that. Um, that I read that could that could have changed, but the that I read uh, recently, um, supposedly the next season is going to be last season, and then they're going to do a movie. From what I understand, no. So four seasons in a movie. Right now, but bam, yeah. bam, four season movie, bam, but bam, but bam, but bam. After they bring back Hopper, bam, Hopper's alive. Hopper lives. Bam. <laughs> This says the truth is we're definitely going four seasons, and there's very much the possibility of a fifth. Hmm. I think that I think they'll do fifth. I, I think they will. I don't know if they should. No, I don't think so. Quit either. while you're ahead. Quit while you're ahead. I hope Lindelof doesn't do another Watchmen. I hope I don't. I hope there's no more Watchmen. Me too. We're simpatico. <laughs> I hope he doesn't do another one either. In uh, fact, I will add. I hope Lindelof doesn't do anything else ever again. <laughs> <laughs> Best of the year comics. Got to be House of X and Powers of Ten. I right? yeah, I haven't. I don't. I don't read comics like I should, so I can't even comment on the best comics. The most um, extensive, comprehensive thing I've read was House of X and pa- Powers Paper of Girls. X. Go read Paper Girls. That's actually a. That's that's. If you want a really well written time travel story. That's the um, one to go to. Brian K. Vaughan is unbelievable. Paper Girls? Yeah, Paper Girls. Paper Girls is uh, a series that I... So my, my, my standard is Stray Bullets because it's just, it is never bad. It is always good. Uh, so it is just always consistently great in my mind. Paper Girls was the one Brian... K- Everyone goes n- like nuts over Saga. Like They love Saga. Brian K. Vaughan, oh, Saga's this and Saga's great. Saga's okay. I, it, it never Oof, quite... Hot take. Whoa. It, it Whoa. Never, it never <laughs> quite, for me, hits the notes that everyone else keeps talking about. Like, oh, you got to see it. It's amazing, this and that. And I go, ah, it's, it's okay. Like, it's, it's, it's got a cool heart to it. Uh, I do care about the characters. Uh, there's interesting... It's an interesting sci-fi take. Um, you know, there's definitely a lot of uh, political allegories going on, social allegories going on. It works. It's very good. I still buy it and I still love it. Or sorry, I still enjoy it. Sorry, I don't love it. I enjoy it. 
But read Paper Girls. It's like you want to read a riveting story um, that also has political overtones and social overtones, but does it in a time travel capacity that is actually makes sense. And 30 episodes, 30 issues. That's it. They finished the series. They finished it on uh, 30, epi- 30 issues. That was it. Something to be said about that, at least. Yeah, beginning, middle, and end. Um, but I, I still have to give it to House of, uh, of X and Powers of 10 just because of how bad the X-Men books are. Powers I, of X, I not can't even, Powers of 10. No, no, I actually just read that it's supposed to be pronounced Powers of 10. That's stupid. Oh, no, I'm but, not reading that. But think about it. <laughs> it, it's the, it, is the, 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 it is the Powers of 10 that we're looking at in terms of years. So, All right. True. We are getting a break. Oh my god, it's amazing! It's so incredible. No, uh, yeah, it it's going to allow us to keep doing the show, so we don't murder each other. It has been a tremendously <laughs> great year. Uh, we will. We were. We, you know what? I, I should have prepped a little bit better and had uh, our like guest ho- guest. Uh, should be a montage of, of all the wonderful <laughs> stuff that we did. Oh, yeah, where's that montage? Gotta have a montage. No, we have uh, to have a montage. Which, by the way, was the worst part of the Mandalorian episode. I think episode four or five, the one with uh, Gina Carina, was the mon- montage. Terrible. Um, okay. We will be live December 28th. Uh, go follow us on Patreon, um, and you can, you can have access to the feed. Uh, if not, the next time you will see us will be January 1st, and that will be footage taken from uh, our wonderful uh, Rise of Skywalker and Mandalorian season finale review so the next time you'll actually see us be january 8th don't miss us too much go jump on the patreon feed (laughs) we will miss you though i miss everyone i miss everyone that listens to us i miss them all right now (laughs) i don't miss you (laughs) i miss them (laughs) the secrets of the sire signing off for 2019 happy new year everyone happy holidays We'll see you next year.